Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1395. Today on Cars Yeah, I continue to celebrate the inaugural Las Vegas Concord Elegance that takes place on October 25th through the 28th at the Dragon Ridge Country Club in Henderson, Nevada. To learn more about this spectacular new event, go to the LasVegasConcord.com. A commitment to passion, persistence, and excellence will enable you to attain every success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Mark Green here. I'm a car care fanatic. You know that. And I've discovered Migliori Luxury Car Care Products. Migliori Strata Coating is a ceramic treatment that you can easily apply by yourself. It provides your special vehicle with a high-gloss finish and lasts for over a year. Migliori Strata Coating features an extreme hydrophobic finish, so water sheets right away, reducing water spotting, and it makes your car washing a breeze. With over a 100 positive reviews on Amazon, this is a time-tested product that's made here in the USA. With fall and winter on the way, protect your vehicle's finish with Migliori. You'll find all their premium car care products at migliorywax.com. Plus, you'll get 10% off at checkout by using the code CARSYEAH. 10% off, what a deal. That's M-I-G-L-I-O-R-E-WAX.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from West Hempstead, New York, Constance Smith. Hey, Constance, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right. Constance Smith works for the dealer track division of Cox Automotive, where they design software used by thousands of automotive dealers across the country. She has worked in the automotive industry for over 40 years, graduating from the Pratt Institute with a master's in industrial design. She worked under the great Bill Mitchell at General Motors and was the first woman in the Advanced Concepts Group. After leaving GM, she taught in the Pratt grad schools at the University of Bridgeport and earned an NEA award and grants. Constant is the recipient of several GM Mark of Excellence awards and both the Chrysler Gold and Silver Awards. She has authored an award-winning book titled Damsels in Design, Women Pioneers in the Auto Industry, and Constance will be at the Las Vegas Concord Elegance signing her book, so make sure you stop by and say hello. 
Constance is an AACA national judge and volunteers at Vision Honored and the Eye on Design Charities. You are a busy lady, Constance. Before I uh, talk to our listeners a little bit more about you and we uh, ask you some questions, could you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about this amazing career you've had and a passion for automobiles? Well, you know, of course, there are highlights uh, in in my career. And um, as a a designer in the Advanced Concepts Group, uh, we uh, developed new technologies, and that was quite exciting. And uh, one of those technologies was uh, the TN LCD uh, displays, which finally came out with the help of AC Spark on the 1984 Corvette. And they were also uh, used on an Opel sports car. But uh, most of the this technology, uh, most of our um, CRTs, our computer screens, are actually based on this technology, which has come a, a long way. So that was certainly a highlight uh, in my career. Another highlight is uh, earlier this year when my book, Damsels in Design, won award, the top award from the AACA. And uh, it was quite a surprise because I never entered it into the competition. So again, <laughs> they found happen. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I think when it came down to it, the director's wife had read the book and she entered it on my behalf. So oh, women, are, well, women nice. are starting to look out for each other. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, I've had hundreds of women here on the show. In fact, I dedicated an entire month of March this year to women uh, on the show that are in the automotive industry. So I'm thrilled to have you here and learn more about this amazing career that you have and all the things that you've done. Of course, we're supporting the Las Vegas Concorde Elegance, which is in its inaugural year coming up here uh, in October. So uh, fantastic to have you here, Constance. As we continue on your journey, though, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so constance take the wheel okay now is this a quote that somebody else made or that i I am going to (laughs) make well i would love to hear one that you're going to make but you can share whatever you'd like okay (laughs) (laughs) a commitment to passion persistence and excellence will enable you to attain every success i love it i love it now how have you incorporated that concept into your life in the automotive industry? Well, you know, first of all, if, if I didn't uh, fall in love with cars, <laughs> I would have never <laughs> been at the General Motors Corporation. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's that passion that uh, really enabled me to continue uh, throughout my uh, career. Passion is, is the main uh, inspiration. Driving force. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's incredible what you've done. And you know, working under Bill Mitchell and uh, the legacy that he lives behind, that must have been pretty darn cool. Well, well, <laughs> Bill Mitchell wasn't exactly thrilled about having uh, women in the building. And um, there were only five or six women in the building uh, in the 1970s when I was at General Motors Design. And uh, some of them were forced out. Only one actually made it uh, a lifetime career. And that's mainly because of Mitchell. And even before I got there, you've heard there were six original damsels of design. He pretty much forced them all out, you know, when he took over for Harley Earl. You know, it was a different time. And unfortunately, let's, let me rephrase that. Fortunately, it has changed, but it sure has taken way too long. I, 
I don't know, Bill Mitchell. I never met the man and why he wouldn't want women uh, around him or helping him. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, ego, maybe, or just uh, who knows what it might be. But what helped you kind of work through that? Because obviously you were probably feeling some pressure yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Fortunately, I didn't see him too often. Uh, you know, I was once uh, in the basement where we had some experimental cars. And uh, so Bill Mitchell was kept his motorcycle there. And so I was told, you know, when you're in the basement, if you see Bill Mitchell, don't look at him. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. It's curious, That's horrible. I was when someone comes in in a silver suit on a motorcycle. How could you yeah. not look at them? Of course. <laughs> so yeah. I looked at him. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I hope that didn't get you in trouble that day. Look down, look down. The king is in the room. Oh, my gosh. You know, well, you're certainly painting another side. People talk about Mel Mitchell and the great things that he did in design. But, of course, all humans have flaws. Uh, obviously, he had a very big one when it came to working with women. But I'm sure glad you persevered. And the other women there persevered and uh, worked through that. I've had so many women on the show here who've talked about that. Being in a man's world, the automotive world, and breaking into that. And I've had lots of pioneers. I think back to the late Denise McCluggage, who was a guest here on the show. I was really grateful to uh, have her here before we lost her. And then all the women after her uh, that have done things that are so absolutely fantastic. So kudos to you, go. You go, girl. <laughs> kudos to you for, for sticking in there and uh, using your head, your skull, and uh, working through that. My wife was a uh, an engineer for many years and dealt with the same kinds of uh, biases in the workplace and kind of had to work through that. And she always said, you know what? I always dazzle them with my brilliance. Uh, that <laughs> usually shut things down pretty quick. So uh, I understand. Uh, live with a woman like that, have for 35 years now. So, <laughs> well, uh, let's hear a story that you have that instigated this passion you talk about with cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you know or you knew you were going to be a car gal? Well, Here's the thing. I didn't know it back in the day, but uh, my dad uh, in 1933 had one, uh, had built a coach, a Fisher body coach. And I never knew what it was till I was in my 20s, but now I know what it was. And he won the Fisher body award for, for from 33 to 37 for New York State. He worked, you know, in cars and uh, and planes. But um, so I didn't know I had that in my blood. But um when I was um, seven years old, we went to the library for the first time in our elementary school, and we could take out whatever book we wanted. Well, there was a book on, you know, some books on a display, and uh, on the front of the book was a cord, a white cord. So I would just, just fell in love with the cover. Of course, I, I took the book out. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Many years later, I know what it is. Still yeah. my favorite car. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. That is cool. <laughs> but when I took the book out, I found it was a novel, and there were no more pictures in the book. Um, they were using that cover to sell the, the novel, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, this is pretty cool. When I was about the same age, seven, I remember my parents bought a Pontiac. Uh, it was a um, Lamont, which they later called it a lemon because it was just it must have been built on a friday during hunting season because that car had so many so many problems my parents were so frustrated with it but uh my dad coined that term but i remember on the door sill uh fisher body the little seal there with the little carriage coach and i used to always crawl in that car going why do they have an old carriage here this is so weird <laughs> and uh later my dad uh, shared with me what that was all about in fact when he was a little boy well, not a little boy in high school he uh I think it was GM, or maybe it was Fisher, had a competition around the country 
where high school kids could design and carve cars right. about one eight scale. And he entered a car. He got a, I think he got a honorable mention uh, award or something like that. I still have that balsa wood car, one of my prized possessions uh, that he made. I didn't know he'd done it, but he pulled it out of storage years later and shared that with me. So Fisher Bodies. If you want to share that with anybody, um, there is a traveling display. It's at the Gilmore Museum now of the oh, really? uh, Fisher Body models. Uh, oh, no that, kidding. There's probably probably about 25 designers or retired designers or, or designers' children have sent in the cars, the models of the cars. And uh, it's a gorgeous uh, exhibit. And, uh, you know, it delves into form, which is the basis of all three-dimensional design. And it's if an, if anybody is in Michigan near the Gilmore, it's certainly a worth worthwhile trip. Oh, that's very cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah, he became an architect. He always had a knack for for visualizing things in three dimensions. Uh, but that car, uh, kind of, I don't know if I could let it go because if something ever happened to it, it's kind of my prize. I lost well, my dad a few years loan. ago. These cars yeah. are all on loan. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. That's very cool. I'll send you a picture of that car. I think you'd uh, appreciate or love looking at it. He must have carved that in the 40s. He was born in 32. So, uh, yeah, he was a senior in high school. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down. We already talked about a challenge, being a woman in the 70s uh, working in an automotive uh, business. But I want you to share a specific situation that was a big challenge, maybe even a failure for you. But more importantly, what was the learning lesson there so you come out positive on the other end? Well, when I went to General Motors, the vast majority of people, they were much older than I was and, uh, you know, much more experienced than, you know, we all had probably equal talent. But, you know, when you come up with someone with 30 years experience and um, they do an air, a full-size airbrush illustration on the wall in 10 minutes, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you feel a little uneasy. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Nice job. Especially, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, my school didn't teach us how to use an airbrush. <laughs> so, ah, okay. <laughs> but that was a challenge. So, you know, anything uh, like that, you know, having to improve my knowledge of illustration and my illustration skills. Of course, I never caught up to someone that was 30 years ahead of me, but, you know, I, I learned as quickly as I could. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, let's uh, explore this a little bit more, because I mentioned uh, my wife working as an engineer all with all men, and many times she'd hear comments and things about, oh, what are you doing here? And, you know, things like, how come you're not at the front desk being the receptionist or at home <laughs> being a wife or whatever it was? And, you know, as I said, she used her brains to kind of power through that because she's incredibly intelligent, way smarter than I am, that's for sure. What kind of tools did you use that might share with a young woman out there that's listening or an older woman who's working in those kinds of situations that might help them kind of battle through that that sexism and those uh, bad attitudes some of us guys have? Not me, of course. <laughs> well, you know, um, I think uh, knowledge, I, I think education and knowledge you know, of course, uh, over the years, you know, fortunately, one of the things when I was at GM, I studied uh, electronic circuits. They had their own school, GM management school. But I also studied at uh, Chrysler's MoTeC, where I studied uh, automotive mechanics. I was pretty getting pretty knowledgeable, knowing more than some of the guys I worked with after a while took a course on rebuilding it, transmissions and rebuilt the GM hydromatic transmission. I wanted to have the knowledge that everybody else had that I might not have had in my childhood, the experiences I, I didn't have in my childhood. Um, 
So I, I certainly went to make up for them. So I took a lot of courses in my first starting, starting at a GM. Sure. Get smart. That's the secret here. The golden nugget. Uh, get smart, uh, learn things. And, uh, yeah, you too can uh, rise to the top, uh, despite some of those, uh, ill-minded folks that are around you. Uh, fantastic. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. Is there a car that you have a memory of that was the first special car for you in your life? Well, of course, you know, I, I um, inherited my father's uh, 64 Chevy because I could fit my drawing board in the back of it. But um, that, wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't special, but that was a, a great work car. But um, I think the first car we got that I in, enjoyed was the Opel GT. and. Um, trying to think. I think it came out in 62 and they made it for about five years. But Claire McKeegan, who was is a male, Claire McKeegan had actually designed the 57 Chevy, but he went over to Opel and uh, he designed uh, the Opel GT. And of course, Chuck Jordan came over and uh, he also worked on the Opel GT. So that was the first uh, fun car I had. In it. And, you know, it had a, a 1.9 liter with a four-speed and uh, I remember I took it out to California on a vacation many, many years ago. I had that thing up to 100 or more, and uh, it was a small car, and it was a light car, and I was just flying in that thing. But it was dangerous <laughs> now that I look back on it. <laughs> but that's where I actually learned how to, to use a manual transmission. That was my first car with a manual. And, um, you know, so, you know, I later worked... Um, actually for Volkswagen and we had a lot of manuals but they were set up a little bit in a different order of course the G a lot of people ordered the GTI with a manual but uh that goes back and uh so that was a, a neat car it was you know it was like a mini Corvette in my eyes it was something that I I could afford and in the early days I could not afford a Corvette so. sure well that's a car that you don't see many around when I was in college I used to commute to school with a friend of mine and I would drive one day, he'd drive another. And I had a, uh, let's see, at the time I had a 1979 Scirocco, uh, the first gen Scirocco's, uh, beautiful little car. He had an Opel GT and he used to let me drive it. And I love driving that thing. Uh, very unique car. And I used to love the way the headlights popped up because they didn't pop up the way normal headlights. They, like, they go laid sideways. Over. Yeah, they sideways. They yeah, sideways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was really cool. I love that that little car, and he kind of tweaked out the motor, made it a little more powerful, and I think he changed some carbs on it and stuff, and exhaust system. I thought it was a really cool car. I remember it to this day. It was white, uh, wonderful car. You just don't see them around anymore. I'm sure a lot of them rusted away uh, due to the manufacturing back then. But uh, neat little cars. How about Sellers from Morris? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you wish you had back? <laughs> No, you know, no. <laughs> you know, I work. Here's the thing: I've worked for about five or six, also auto dealerships in my lifetime, and I've had access to drive everything under the sun. And you know, even in the used car lot, I mean, I think I've driven just about almost every vehicle that exists. So I didn't buy my own vehicles. I enjoyed them, and I would take home a a different vehicle every night, um, which made it interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love to learn a lot more about what has you excited and fired up these days. We're going to talk about the Las Vegas Concours in a moment, but I'd like to start with where you're working, dealer track division of Cox Automotive. What has you excited about your career these days? And you made a joke to me that you, sh you should have long ago retired, but you just, you're just having too much fun. Well, of course, Cox Automotive 
they own a lot of properties, uh, Mannheim Auctions, uh, Kelly's Blue Book, Auto Trader, Vin Solutions. They own a lot of uh, automotive properties. And, um, you know, it's an exciting company to be with. Of course, uh, probably about a month ago, they bought Rivian and uh, along with Ford. Uh, Ford contributed, I think, $500 million. Well, Cox Automotive con- contributed $350 million. They're a very successful company, and uh, they actually make more than some of the automobile manufacturers. Not that I make a good salary. The company opened a new office in the area where I live. It's a learning situation for me, and I actually work with the company developing and teaching people how to use the company's software. I think we have 24,000 dealers everywhere here and even some you know, abroad that mm-hmm. use our software. It's very cool. Well, it sounds like you've learned another little secret uh, in life, and that is keep your mind busy, keep learning, uh, never stop learning. Uh, sounds like that's what you've done throughout your career. Yeah, I, you know, I like to do a lot of research and experiment, and uh, and that's what I've done. I, you know, I'm always looking to learn something new. You know, when people look at older people like they don't have any tech knowledge or ability. Well, that's not true at all. Uh, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on the individual. Yeah. I know how to turn my computer on. I did it this morning. So I'm pretty smart. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the Las Vegas Concord Elegance. Uh, I'm excited that you're going to be there with this wonderful book. We're going to talk about your book a little bit more a little later in our talk. But I'd love for you to share what has you excited about this inaugural event and the fact that uh, Stuart Sobek, who was a guest on the show a week ago Monday, uh, what he's undertaken here, which is amazing to me. I don't know why anybody would go, oh, I think I'll just start a new Concord. And then he does it at this level that he's doing it, which is over the top. So what is you excited about this new event? You know, um, Stuart uh, read my book and he, the, the first woman hired by Harley Earl was Helene Rother. Um, he was so impressed with her career that he has based the concourse. The theme of the concourse is the Helene Awards, the Las Vegas concourse. Of course, you know, I've written some material about Helene Rotha, um, who, um, you know, was, as I say, found found by Harley Earl. And uh, she has an amazing story. She escapes from the Nazis. Uh, she came here and uh, she was extremely, extremely talented woman. She could compete with anyone, uh, any designer anywhere. And um, Earl recognized her ability and hired her. And that's how uh, one of the uh, that's the theme of the concourse, and um, that's why we're doing this. And uh, and of course, Stuart has has gotten some amazing uh, cars coming from uh, archives all over the place. And uh, you know, these are cars you won't see anywhere else. That's for sure. So I bought a new camera for this event. That's for sure. All right. And hopefully, in another book or article, I'll be using some photos from it. Yeah, fantastic. It's going to be a great event. I'll encourage people to go to their website, lasvegasconcord.com, where you can buy tickets uh, and plan on attending. It's going to be great. So, Constance, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit 
edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride. And when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Constance, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question. I'm going to get into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Constance be and why? Some time ago, um, there was a concept car called the Firebird One. Kind of looked like a, a, a jet plane and um, they made a special engine for it and um, it was a wild looking vehicle and uh, <laughs> that's it was obviously fast it had uh, probably some kind of special power plant and um it was a car that uh, predicted the future and um so that's the kind of thing i like to do is go far out and predict the future and explore the future you know i saw that car on the lawn at pebble beach a while ago so I know the car you're talking about. Is it the silver car? Yeah, it's silver, and it has yeah. a like it's got like a plane cockpit. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a one uh, one person uh, car. Yeah, you know, when they brought that on the lawn, um, I was with my son, and a piece of it actually fell off. Oh my and god! My son, <laughs> uh, it was a little piece, and I, it was just a little. It was like a trim piece or something. I'm trying to remember. It was a little while ago. Well, my son saw it and he picked it up and he followed them out to where they parked the car and gave it back to the guy. He's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Because being a, you know, a concept car, some of those are not manufactured like normal cars, obviously. You're around a lot of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I remember standing there looking at that car with my son and I remember him saying something. He ended up going to design school. He went to RISD, studied oh, industrial design. Yeah. And I remember him saying, whoever thought this was a good idea? And uh, I said, well, you're looking at it from your perspective today, not the perspective back then. And we kind of talked about the idea of concept cars and why they were created. And some of them are just so outlandish. And even today, of course, some of the cars you see as concept cars look kind of wild, kind of crazy. But a lot of those things end up being in a normal car. So uh, we enjoyed that conversation together. Uh, Now that I think about it, uh, it was uh, actually powered by a gas turbine engine which they were was an experimental engine in the day 
research labs put it together. It had 370 horsepower. That was a lot of horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> what year was that car debuted? I think it's, it was 53. Yeah. I mean, think about that. 53. Pretty incredible. If you compare it to cars that were manufactured and sold in 53, I mean, it was way, way out there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way out there. You know, it's like a Jetsons car, so it looks like it could fly. I mean, people talk about, of course, the concept, the, the LeSabre concept car, which came out around 1948, and they thought that that was modern, but uh, the Firebird Series 1, 2, and 3 was way off the charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Well, we are entering the last lap here. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that turbine engine throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, Do your own work. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How about a personal habit that you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Well, you know, I'm very diverse. I'm all over the place. I, you know, I go to a ton of shows. I judge shows and, you know, I learn a lot from judging shows because I'm looking at, depending on what years I'm assigned to, I -hmm. learn, you know, from the people who own these cars and know these cars. Yeah. You know, I always tell people when you go to a car show, make sure you walk up and talk to the owner and just ask him a few questions about his car. You'll probably hear more than you ever wanted to hear, but you'll learn so much about that vehicle as well, which is uh, really, really the best part of it. And you'll meet somebody new, which is even better. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners that you found uh, appealing? Well, you know, there's all types of uh, resources. Um, My company, Cox, has something called, I think they're calling it Ride. And it tells you about, you know, everything that's being developed in the auto industry, whether it's electric engines. It's sponsored by actually Kelly's Blue Book. So every day you can go on there, get uh, information uh, about what's happening in the auto industry, up-to-date information. And, you know, of course, I'm a big fan of automotive news, but I don't always have a, a chance to read. And, you know, in the morning I can turn that on and look, see what's happening. Yeah, very cool. Make sure you put a link to that on your show notes page, I should say, resource page. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, that's... It's difficult because I've actually known a, a lot of designers and uh, I'll bet pro- you have. Probably, yeah. probably one of the uh, Italian designers. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mentioned the uh, Scirocco I had, Cesario, uh, designed that car. Um, and yeah. I was really well, excited. Oh, find- yes. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he might be the one I was thinking of. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I gave you a good prompt. Yeah, I remember when I bought that car, it was my first brand new car, and I was so excited about it and learning about the designer and so forth. Of course, the back in the day, the hatchbacks, we also had, my wife and I bought her first new car when we were married, a Jetta GLI that was manual. Uh, that was another great little uh, Volkswagen German car. So uh, yeah, love those cars. I think you'd be a cool guy to sit down and talk with for sure. Let's talk a little bit about your book, because I always ask my guests here about a book recommendation. Uh, your book is absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to damsels design pioneers automotive. Uh, talk a little bit about why you wrote this book and what meaning it has for you. Well, you know, this is this is the thing that women, and actually the first woman uh, was at General Motors in probably 1920, but Helene Rotha was the first one hired by Harley Earl in the art and color section. None of these women were ever recognized uh, by anyone. And, um, you know, the men took their ideas and they made them and um, took credit for them, which, you know, it, it happens with management. 
but uh, nobody ever heard of any of these women. And one of them uh, actually developed in the um, many, probably in the the 60s, the first heads-up display. She made a drawing of it. And, uh, you know, that has come to life in in many uh, luxury and uh, vehicles and sports cars um, as a safety feature. But, you know, even from the retractable seatbelts that were a woman put in an experimental Corvette, nobody knows about her. Nobody knows about the women and their development of child car seats, integrated child car seats, which they integrated in the vehicle. And um, a lot of times safety is important. But another woman, uh, and it's obvious from the drawings of hers I found, that she designed the Studebaker Champion. Not for nothing in that era, they made over a half million Studebaker champions. It wasn't the greatest car. It wasn't the most reliable car, but it was the most popular car. You know, in the late 40s, 1950, 51, the bullet nose champion is significant. I got very lucky and uh, saw a, a collector who had some drawings, and I recognized the name on the drawing, that it was a woman, and it was a drawing for the Studebaker champion which, uh, you know, has been credited to three different men. But unfortunately, their drawings don't look like the car. So, but uh, <laughs> There you but, go. Yeah. Having gone uh, to, to Pratt Institute, where the damsels of five of the six dam- original damsels attended, you know, I knew one of them, and, uh, you know, I had lunch with her quite often at General Motors. She was a mentor uh, to me. So, quite frankly, there, there was probably no other person in the auto industry who had the knowledge to find these women and interview them or or their heirs because you know this, the book starts in 1939 so another woman you know on is that her her family communicated with me is Betty Oros who of course Joe Oros was the design of the original Mustang Betty Oros uh, worked for another car company and she was extremely uh, talented and trained at, came from the Cleveland Institute of Art with Joe Oros. So you had these extremely talented women, and uh, it it was hard to find information on them. I, I got to tell you, um, I had to go through personal friends and, and who I, and people in the industry. It was, it took me about five years to collect information on the women and to make this possible. But it was something that needed to be done. Just it was time. Well, I'm I'm very excited that you did that. I'll make sure I put a link to this book on Constance's show notes page on the Cars Yow website so you can get a copy. You know what? The holiday season coming up, it'd be a great gift for uh, men or women in your life. Uh, something very unique, very, very different, and a significant part of our history and the automotive history. And you're going to be at the Las Vegas Concourse signing copies of your book, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. If you're there, uh, check it out. Walk up to Constance and say, I heard you on Cars Yow. And I'll buy a copy of her book and get it signed. Maybe buy a couple copies so you can give those away as gifts to some of your best automotive friends. Fantastic job. I'm so glad that you uh, documented this history, this important history. Um, and it's just a shame in so many ways that uh, a lot of these designers uh, kind of get erased off the history books. But hopefully we've changed some of that these days and uh, women are getting recognized more in the automotive industry for sure. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources on Constance's show notes page on the Cars Yow website. All right, Constance, we are up to the checkered flag. Today, I'm going to buy you a gift. I'm going to buy you any cool car you want. But there are some rules to my game that you have to abide by. One is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. I want you to get out and enjoy it in the countryside there in New York. 
You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or uh, spend that money elsewhere. That little trick's off the table. But it's the only collector car you can have in your garage. So choose wisely, my friend. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I'm a fan of the 1963 uh, Corvette. You know, the split window Corvette. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Uh, wonderful car. Spectacular car. Uh, what color would you like yours to be? That's difficult because I, I love a lot of different colors. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's even a dark blue that's that I've seen that was very attractive, and it was owned by one of the uh, women in my book, a dark blue uh, 63 Corvette. But, um, yeah, I of course, I we always like silver, and we always like red. And, yeah. <laughs> and well, I happen to know where a dark blue one is. In fact, uh, one of my guests last week... Uh, one of the people who's been working uh, with Stuart on the Las Vegas Concours, uh, John Carlson, he lives up north of me here and up in Canada. He had a 63 Corvette split window blue one, and he gave it to Harold LeMay. Of course, the LeMay America's Car Museum is just north of me here, about 15 minutes. And that car is still used to this day. In fact, uh, another car is you have past guests, a woman, Chrissy, uh, was just driving that car over the weekend uh, as part of a tour that they were doing. Uh, with uh, some other ladies and some other people. So I know exactly where the right car is. I don't know if the LeMay Museum is going to like me driving away with that car to deliver it to you in New York, but we won't tell them. It'll be our little secret, all right? (laughs) There you go. Fantastic. All right. Well, Constance, you've taken me on a really fun ride today. This has been great getting to know you. I want to thank you for calling in. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off in the sunset and that's 63 corvette split window coupe well you know i'm I'm looking forward to, to driving of course the c8 so i'm looking forward to the future with the corvette ah, line yeah because i was involved with it but uh you can't beat uh the price and the, and what you're getting for it and uh you know yeah. i might have to wait for a zl1 or a higher model but uh yeah exactly i'm sure there's going to be those well, you know, we didn't touch on this, but I'll, real quickly, maybe just in a couple sentences, what's your opinion of this very, I think it's dramatic, I think it's bold, I think it's fantastic, this new Corvette, uh, mid-engine Corvette. What's your opinion of, of what they've done with that car from a designer's standpoint? Well, you know, it's a bit fabulous, you know, um, someone complained. A bit that, fabulous, I like that. <laughs> hood, just a bit someone fabulous. Someone complained that the hood should be smoother, <laughs> the hood makes it even even more exciting uh, that it is not as smooth as the other Corvettes. But, you know, everybody, you know, designers, they have their opinion and uh, they're doing a, a great job. And, uh, you know, I was happy to see that they finally did a mid- mid-engine car. You get tired of seeing, uh, you know, I think they'll have a chance at the World Car Awards uh, this year. They'll give a Porsche a run for their money, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fabulous. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing these days? Well, you know, I, I don't have anything right now to, to put online, but uh, I just don't have the time. Uh, I do travel to give presentations throughout the United States. And uh, Cox has been uh, lenient uh, with me, but I still have a job to do. <laughs> that's that's true. Well, maybe we'll just put your business's website, of course, Cox. Uh, is it Cox.com? Well, yeah. Um Probably. Yeah, probably. You're too busy living life to worry about such trivial things. I think it's fantastic, Constance, the life that you're living uh, on the go, always creating things, always learning is really great. And I'll remind our listeners, be sure to join Constance and friends at this year's inaugural Las Vegas Concorde Elegance. It takes place October 25th through the 28th. Go to get your tickets 
at lasvegasconcor.com. Constance, thanks for being so much fun today. Thanks for being so generous with your time and your expertise and sharing your life with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Las Vegas Concor. Sounds good. Thanks again. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!